0: Nigga, shut up. don't oh, see, that's name. That's clear. not my name. <laughs> it is your name,
1: thanks. <laughs> Thank you for listening.
0: Oh, my God. You cannot be serious right now. <laughs> I am not editing this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> like I literally it just spaced out. Just spaced out for real. Okay, okay yeah. get serious. Yep, yeah, serious now.
0: Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> sounded sounded, sounded <laughs> out. <laughs>
1: <All right. laughs> Welcome to We Can't Be Friends. we we'll have a conversation with your ex is possible. I am your boy, T Millie. And I am plain
0: Shane. I finally got it down. You finally, got this. I finally got this. <laughs> I got this. And today, what are we going to be talking about? We are going to talk about cultural divide in relationships and religious divide in relationships. And we're going to call this topic, You People. And it's going to be heavily inspired by the new Netflix movie that just now came out that's going crazy. With Jonah Hill and Lauren London.
1: Yes, I love this movie. It was so good. It definitely had me laughing and crying all at the same time. It
0: was such a good movie. Like I just I feel like they touch so many heavy hitters on like a lot of like really touchy topics in those type of situations with like a different religious background in a relationship, different ethnicities, different cultures, you know, white and black. It was it was very very moving and some of it was really hard to watch and if it was hard for you to watch then
1: I feel that it's definitely a movie that
0: everyone should see like everyone needs to see this movie
1: because it's real life shit it's hitting on so many different levels of like understanding that people need like people need to see
0: that this is actually happening and you probably don't even know that it's happening I definitely agree. So let's start unpacking some things. Like, do you want to start or do you want me to start? I'm going
1: to start first.
0: All right, you go first. Yeah. What is your ethnicity and your religion? So religion, I don't really practice religion. I have my own like spiritual beliefs. And if you know me, you know what that is. But I don't really practice religion. Again, eliminating labels. I don't like being put in a box. And I feel like my journey is my journey. And it's completely different from anybody else. So I just don't think it's something that I share with other people for that reason. And as far as my ethnicity, I'm white. <coughs> white. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm white. You're Caucasian. Caucasian. You know, um, unfortunately <laughs> I definitely am European. Like from all the, all of the <laughs> research that I've done <coughs> on the ancestry.com. From my boat. Yeah. So, you know, I tracked my family all the way back. Like I'm talking about in the 1700s, is when I first, you know, caught up with my family out of the state of Ohio. Oh, for real? Like, my family's been in Ohio since, like, the 1700s. The Youngs and the other side of my family, my granny's side of the family, they've been mainly in Ohio until, like, the 1700s. And then it goes to, like, Virginia. And then it goes to, like, up in Pennsylvania and shit like that. And then it goes from there over to, like, Wales, um, England, shit like that. So yeah, I'm white, pretty white. I'd like to say that I have a, a pretty cultured mindset though. For sure. You think so? Yes. <laughs> Call you
1: uh, Bayesian.
0: Bayesian. <laughs> Bayesian. And not, cause yeah, see yeah, Bayesian. <laughs> yes,
1: that's good. Bayesian.
0: And what about you? What's your ethnicity and
1: religion? I'm a whole melting pot. Um, I am black, white, Puerto Rican, and Indian. And my religion, I am Pentecostal, I am a PK kid. My daddy is a
0: pastor, for sure. And how has that impacted your upbringing? I am very strong in my faith. And, you know,
1: I serve an almighty God, period, point blank. And it's done a great thing for me, honestly, because as I get older, I get to see everything that has transpired in my life. It does have a reason and a purpose. And I'm definitely... You know, here for a reason and a purpose, and I feel like the older I get, the m- I get closer and closer to that true purpose for why I'm here. So,
0: I love that for you. I love that for us. You know, right? All. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna ask you a question. So, after watching you people, I recognize that I had it easy because, like, no matter the race that I've dated, I've never really been put in a situation where I felt out of place or felt unwanted. Because, like, but can you say the same? Like, as a Black man, have you ever met your partner of a different culture? Uh, have you ever met, like, their family and felt ostracized? Um, No. Actually,
1: in my experience, I can say, like, I'm very fortunate, but unfortunate, I guess, because, like, I have not experienced any, like, the stuff that happened inside that movie of you people, I'm just like, damn, like, I never had to experience that at all in my relationships or in life for real and if it was there it was never face to face it was never seen for me i didn't know what was going on for sure it was definitely behind closed doors so like yeah no i've all like my my significant others family always loved me i mean
0: i am a lovable person i agree i think that i think that's why i've kind of like skated through too and i kind of just got lucky enough to you know it's just never happened to me where i've had to feel like you know the only white person. Or, well, I have went to like church with you and with other people that I've dated and stuff and been the only white person in the church. But see, I like but it I didn't feel when I'm out the of only place, I like it when
1: I'm the only, you know, black person inside the group. Like I've done gone to clients, you know, gatherings in um the city where I used to work in Streetsboro and be the only chocolate chip in the whole cookie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, you're I love that for that. me. I'm used to it. Like, coming from Twinsburg, I definitely, you know, grew up with the Caucasians. You know what I'm saying? The Bayesians. The Bayesians. The Bayesians, yeah. Look here. Yeah. Yes. I definitely grew up with them. So, like, I consider me Bayesian. Right. I'm a Bayesian. Uh huh.
0: You're a Bayesian. I'm yeah. a Bayesian. <laughs> <laughs> you, you do some pretty caucastic things. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that a word is
1: that a word i don't know i made it up uh, ask left, <laughs> all
0: right
1: i want to say ask this do you feel that it is possible for two people that are in a relationship and have
0: two different religions possible well um i can say from personal experience it's definitely happened for me before like i have my own spiritual beliefs and i've dated people that like you know, are Christian and all kinds of different things. And normally, you know, my beliefs don't necessarily align with the Christian faith, but I've been in situations where it's just like, we just respect each other on each end of our, you know, whatever we believe in, like you believe in you and I believe in whatever I believe in and that's that. And in that aspect, it's been very, it's been smooth sailing for me, but I've also been in relationships where the person is religious and I didn't feel comfortable enough to share my spiritual beliefs with them. Like uh, several of my relationships didn't know anything about my faith and what I believe in and stuff like that. And it was something that I kept secret because I did fear that they would feel some type of way. So I guess I think it's possible, but you have to be comfortable enough in that situation where you can say, okay, I trust him enough to say, Hey, this is, this is where I'm coming from. This is what I believe in. And you don't have to believe it. But as long as you're okay with me believing it and you believe what you believe, you know, we'll be okay. So I definitely think it's possible. And I don't think that they necessarily have to be, you know, the same. They don't, I don't think that their belief system has to align. Cause again, like I said earlier, we're all on our own journey on earth. For sure. I can
1: definitely say like, I don't feel that in my experience, I would never force any my religion on anyone as I would, I would expect the same in return for them to not try and force their religion on me because at the end of the day, I feel like, okay, you know, I like to go to church and I don't go to church all the time. I consider myself a seasonal saint, you know. Seasonal, so, saint. <clears> I'm a seasonal saint.
0: seasonal
1: sure <clears throat> saint. And my thing is like, when I do want to go to church those few times, you know, that I do go, like I do feel that, yes, I will. If I have someone and I'm with them, they should definitely go with me, and it should be comfortable because I. So you think they should participate? Yeah. What if it makes them uncomfortable? I don't care. You know why? Because I'm going. I'm going to participate. I'm going to. If, if this other shoe on the opposite foot, I'm going to be there, uncomfortable so you think or it's not. Like give and take. We should yeah. all like because you know. the thing is like it's not pulling teeth. I'm not telling you to you know. Yet you need to, you know, stand up and you got to shout and you got to get in the choir. Yeah. But like the few times that I decide to go to church, which, like I say, the few times that I do go. Oh, yeah, no,
0: you're going to go. And if you don't go, we're going to have a problem. And that's just <laughs> all the real. Like, one hundred. Well, I know from our situation back when we dated and I went to church with you, you know, I'm not like a person of like Christian faith. And I definitely have had my like controversies in the past with that specific religion and that specific group. But like for me, like going to church with you, I knew what it meant to you. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to go support him. And I know your dad is, you know, the one that was going to be doing the sermon and stuff. So obviously I want to go support that. And it didn't affect me in any way. And I just feel like your dad, the way he delivers sermons, he delivers a message that can go to any audience. It's not, it's not solely about the Bible. It's not solely about, you know, necessarily Christianity he just delivers a big message just like a big picture so i really appreciated everything that i learned when i went to church i was very moved and you know that mhm so i i i really respected that and you know you've went to conventions with me yep. that celebrate my spirituality and what i believe in and stuff so i think that that's super healthy actually i feel like that made us closer as friends mm-hmm. for sure
1: cuz i think it's like I at the end of it. the day
0: me going into your
1: you know your situation I'm, again, very strong within my faith. I have nothing to be worried about. I'm good with me. You're good with you. I can be in your situation. You should maybe be in my situation and go about our business. Like, it should be great. Exactly. And have a good time. And I have a good time every time we go. Like, we shut the shit down.
0: Every time. Every time. Every time. All right. So, question. How do you feel about white people... How do you feel about white people who change their demeanor to fit in with their partner's culture? Not even just white people. How do you feel about people in general who change their demeanor to fit in with a certain culture? When you say they change demeanor, what do you mean? Like, you know, certain the way they talk black like, sense and things like that. Let's talk about <clears> it.
1: <throat> I mean, so you got to look at it like this too. So I definitely feel like, you know, you have your regular Caucasians and then you have your Wiggas
0: you know I hate that word I mean
1: it's the truth so like and to me and, and I say that because like okay a white boy that um, grew up in the hood guess what I expect him to have a, a different hood swag mentality. than a white boy that's in the city you know what I'm saying preppy you know what I'm saying I expect the you know the white boy to be a little rough around the edges for sure <clears throat> probably wear a do-rag you know what I'm saying uh, I, not, not I the it's now. the truth
0: On it's the so truth.
1: Listen here, they're gonna try to get some. I don't know why they'd be putting the right going. Listen, that's so Unless funny. I just saw a TikTok that about that. Did I just send you something about that? I don't know. I did just send you a video about that. The dude was putting
0: uh, Oh, his son's hair, yeah. <clears throat> giving him his <clears throat> first waves. Yeah.
1: But um, if your
0: hair is not textured for that, you shouldn't be wearing one. But anyway.
1: But no, like, yeah.
0: To answer your question, I mean.
1: How do you feel about it when people do that, though? Like unless 30, unless uh, unless it is authentic mm-hmm. I'm good. But if it is you putting on a show,
0: then no. then we going to have a problem. Like a white girl from Twinsburg goes to the hood and starts acting ratchet knowing that she wasn't raised that way. That's not that's a no. That's a coconutsy. That is a coconutsy. <laughs> a that is a,
1: that is a definite no. Like like ill. Yeah, no.
0: Yeah.
1: I that that to me will be Red flag. That would be like, you a fraud.
0: But you feel like if somebody from the hood has like a different, like a more of a. This urban swag. Urban swag. Okay. I like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would expect a white boy from
1: the hood to have an urban flair, period, point Point blank. That's why Like, wasn't My brother was just telling me how he had a a rider inside his car. It was a white dude and a black dude. That he just picked him up from some party or whatever. And dude was talking about what was going on. And the dude was like, "Man, that uh, that nigga."
0: No. And my the brother white was
1: boy. the white boy said that right. And my brother's like, no, you good?" Because obviously, you know, your black friend right here is allowing you to say it. So like, and like he, it was the white boy had that that swag. That's just like on that regular, regular. And I'm just like, it does not phase me.
0: Oh, I just. Like the way you Cook get a bad taste the way the way
1: you get offended by it cracks me up, Bobby. There's people that feel different about it. That's true. Like I feel that that word only has
0: its power if you give it that power, and that's just all the way real. I feel that way about a lot of words, but I just, for me, it's like out of respect for other people, if it offends somebody else, you shouldn't say it. And that's my biggest thing on it. It's like it's not even necessarily about the word and other words in general. If, you know, it's, you know, about pro- people's pronouns and stuff. If it offends somebody, you shouldn't say it. I do feel that, you know, if a person does
1: <clears throat> express that they don't want to be, that use those words, they should definitely it. respect that. Well, that's the, exactly, and that's all I'm saying. But, you know, when it comes to me and you, I will not respect that for you.
0: I, I know I love you. you, you. Don't. I love you. You don't know my I name at all.
1: I do know your name, but... <clears throat> I just let you know, but I do, I know it's a double standard, but that's all. It is a double standard. But I definitely feel that if a person were to express that, you know, like I would.
0: But here's the thing is like, how do you know the difference? Because there's that white boy that is rough around the edges cause he's from the hood and he's cultured and this and that. Mm-hmm. And then there's the white boy that's putting on a front. But how do you know the difference? Can you tell the difference? For you being the white boy from the hood, you know that there's the difference. I'm asking you. It, Yes, there's, there's definitely a, a difference. So you notice, you,
1: can, you you know the difference. Period, point blank, you know the difference. The whole because they flex on they they flex and it's not and that's right. just not how it is. Like all bars, a white boy from the hood is not about to be out here flexing. It's just right. that's just not a okay. to me now. Okay, all right. Do you feel that? When we were together, we experienced interracial relationship, like racism
0: or, you know, criticism or anything? Uh, I definitely feel like on TikTok, they came for us oh, for all kinds what? of shit. Yeah. They, was, they would try and sneak diss us on TikTok all the time, especially after we went viral and we were going live. There would be people going in there saying little, like, side shit. Right. Like, we met each other in jail. Yeah, they said we met <laughs> each other in jail. I'm like, do the Thug where? that. Thugware. Not here. Right. They, yeah, they no. were like calling us two thugs and no, didn't all kinds of them. stuff. I felt like it was definitely one of those situations where people just looked at our demeanor and made assumptions. Always, they dropped the soap. Somebody dropped the soap. But see, well, social media, you got your
1: trolls. You got your, you know, you got your bully thugs. But I mean, like when we were out and about, I
0: feel like we got more love than anything. Yeah. Definitely, I mean the the love definitely outweighed the hate. Anyway, I mean you're gonna have that when you have over a hundred thousand followers. You know you can bet like at least ten percent of them are haters that are lurking on your shit. But ten percent is not a lot to me compared to ninety.
1: I'm not saying I don't even out on social media. I'm talking about like during our like in real life when we was out and about in the city, going out of town, like. Just thinking off the top of my head, like I don't feel like we ever dealt with any.
0: No, we even went to the Twins Festival in Twinsburg, and they and people, ad- they, they thought, thought we were, were twins. twins, and we're black that had and white. Me cracking people up. were really asking us if we were twins, and then where were we just recently? And somebody's like, "Y'all look like twins," and it's weird. Y'all look like twins, and I was like, "We are twins," and they're like, "Really." Anyway. Right, anyway, moving on. Moving on. So, have you ever felt a language barrier or a dialect barrier in a relationship? Like, have you ever felt misunderstood because of the way you talk? I never had any language barrier or
1: anything for me on my side of what was coming out of my mouth, but coming out of their mouth? Yes.
0: Like, like when
1: I um when I dated my uh when I dated my Puerto Rican fiance, Rafi, RIP, um, he spoke Spanish and he was a you know, a whole like Espanol down to the boots. And we, I will never forget, we went to Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. I had my first you know, Puerto Rican Thanksgiving or whatever. Ooh, and it was so like loud, and they was just blah, 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 like they going, in. Fast, they right? were talking so fast, and everybody was laughing at each other. High energy but I'm just like. I want to laugh too, but it's saying, "What is y'all? What you all say? Y'all keep talking in Spanish, and I don't know what they all are saying." It was just like, but it was just that was the barrier, it was just like, dang. But I can not say Spanish. That is like the most hottest. Mm, that's so hot to me. That's so I, like, funny. I like,
0: I like, I um, like accents. That's so funny because I had a Puerto Rican fiance too. <laughs> And I moved to New York with him and his whole family's in New York. And we moved to upstate New York. And it, the part where we moved is like little Puerto Rico. I'm telling you, like everybody is Spanish, Dominican or Puerto Rican or Cuban. Okay. Just, that's just, that's just what it was there and food. The food there was amazing. And I had the same situation where the dialect was just like, they only spoke Spanish. Half of them only spoke Spanish and half of them spoke English and Spanish. But the ones that spoke Spanish, it was like, they were not going to translate for you. You just have to figure the fuck out. And I lived there for probably four or five months. And I mean, I learned a lot. But at the same time, it was like, um, what did she say?
1: Oh, I would. His mom
0: would not speak to me in English. She refused. She was only going to speak to me in Spanish, and I had to figure it out. I would have Google
1: Translate on uh, all day long.
0: Well, I did. I did go. I did Spanish in school, so I had bits and pieces that I could piece together. But that was it.
1: I did not want to play uh, the
0: guessing game. I've been like. Mm. And see now I'm on Duolingo again, and I'm. What's your streak at? I'm at sixty six days. I want to say learning Spanish on Duolingo. Go me! All right. I'm trying to go a whole year, and I'm trying to. By the next time I go to Puerto Rico, I want to go order food in a restaurant. I want to go, you know, just go shopping and talk to people. Oh, you got goals. I do. And there was a there was a lot of Spanish speaking in Puerto Rico. There was a lot of English, but also, you know, I just want to know what the fuck people are saying
1: that.
0: All right. Do you feel that
1: the only reason that the divide as far as when it comes down to, you know, white and black and the way that, you know, we are based off
0: of just of how we are raised. Did you see color when you was growing up? So I can definitely say I, I knew what racism was at a young age. I knew people like in my neighborhood even like distant family that would like say things like, you know, at this time, interracial was like considered like disgusting in the early 90s. Like to my family, at least like the, or to the neighborhood that I was in, mm-hmm. you know, all of the guys that would hang out, all the, you know, they had daughters. And when their daughters would start dating black guys, it was like a big deal. I even know one guy, he didn't want his daughter to date a, a, a black guy so bad. That when she started dating black guys, he took his whole family and went and moved to Kentucky so that she couldn't date black guys. And then she went to school, and there's three black guys in the school, and one of them was her boyfriend. <laughs> 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 but yeah, it was so, like a whole thing. Smile, growing up, it was like I knew that Never it was like kind of frowned upon for you know my cousins and the girls that I knew growing up to date black men. But it still happened. It didn't stop them from having from happening. And eventually it just kind of became normal. And for me, I never really felt that type of way, but it is something that's kind of just conditioned in you when you're surrounded by that type of environment. My mom was never, never imposed any sort of racism on me. You know, my stepdad that I had growing up was, he was like a white boy from the hood. Mm -hmm. So I, I never had that situation, but I knew what it was from a distance, like people in the neighborhood and stuff like that. I knew what racism was and I definitely felt like it was pushed into those people because of the, you know, the, the nature of the environment that That they they were growing in. Yeah. So I definitely Um, think that it's, you know, it starts at home. I've said this before in the podcast that like white people have internal racism. They don't want to admit it, but like, it's built into you. There's just certain things that like are built into you, like that induce fear, either fear or hate when it comes to other races. And it's because of the way you were raised to feel more superior than other races as a white person with privilege. Mm.
1: Yes. The B word. (laughs) Privilege. The B word.
0: All right. So, do you ever meet someone with a different culture and make assumptions about them, them or their lifestyle?
1: Mm. Let me
0: give you an example. Yep. Mm, Asians. (laughs) (laughs) Be honest. Uh, do you ever make assumption
1: just because they're Asian? I don't make an assumption, Well, you know, I do make an assumption about something.
0: What? You know. Uh you're talking sexual. Right. We're not going to go there.
1: But I'm just saying that's that like that. Okay, I mean, so, uh, that's, that's, right. that's that's the assumption that you know. Uh
0: Jamaican, charcoal black. You make that assumption.
1: Yeah, charcoal black. That's the first thing I white I'm people.
0: Talking. White people first thing that comes to your mind. Baloney. 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 <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of fun. First <laughs> Australian people. First it's thing, cold. Cold? Yeah. Australian?
1: That's what you said, Australian, right? Where a- is that? Australia. Australia, that's cold. It is not cold. Where's Australia? Australia is tropical. Where, oh, hold on. Australia. It is a continent that is... With the. Hold on, is that where the kangaroos is at?
0: Yes. Okay, yeah, that's hot. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't think it it's
1: Alaska. <laughs>
0: So what's the, Alaska, oh my God. <laughs> Australia, Alaska.
1: That's what I was thinking about though, for real. Oh,
0: that's
1: what I was thinking about. Oh my
0: oh god. Oh gosh. I was like, okay. All right. Okay. Now, say that again. Australian people.
1: Australia, I think about what's named that um, crocodile Dundee guy.
0: Uh, German people. What's that man? Hitler. Hitler.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you automatically think. What about Russian? <laughs> Russian, oh, I think about my two clients, and I love they have a great accent. It's so good. One of my best friends is Russian, they and accent, I love it when her they can mom just and talk her all day, just talk all day, listen, just, here. yes,
0: just talk to me all day. okay, so these are good. you don't have any like harsh assumptions so far. Mexican Mexican, your kid't
1: Taco bad uh, uh.
0: <laughs> not you go straight to the Chihuahua <laughs> listen,
1: you ask me I say Puerto Rican. Puerto Rican. Hey, Poppy, how you doing? Yes, I love that one. Yes. Ew! (laughs) Oh, no. You just.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, One more. Let's do Canadian. Oh, yeah, I like that one. You like that one? Yes, that's Zach (laughs) Dobson. That's a beautiful man. A beautiful man? That's a beautiful man. What about Somalian? I don't know her. Okay. (laughs) Nigerian. What did you call me? (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) You people. (laughs) Oh, stop it!
1: You're going down. Boom, boom, boom. Canceled. Growing up in the city of Columbus, did you see a divide in your school in religion or ethnicity?
0: I don't think that I really did. I went to, so my elementary school was on the south side of columbus it wasn't necessarily in the hood or anything like that but it was uh, definitely a melting pot my elementary school was and when i was going to elementary school this was during the time where like the Somalian refugees were coming and a lot of them came to ohio and i went to school uh, to elementary school you know there was probably like 20 percent somalians in my class it was there were a lot mm. And so I had that, and then of course you have your Asians and uh, Mexicans. Like I had such a diverse group all throughout em- elementary school, and then when I went to middle school, I went to a alternative middle school, and it was an art school. So of course, again, melting pot, a bunch of different kids of different cultures and different lifestyles. Like I could name, I couldn't even name all of the different ethnicities in middle school. And then in high school, I went to an anti-bully school where, you know, it was like everybody was, it was, everything was super anti-bullying and no harassment. It was again, a very diverse group of individuals. So in school, not necessarily, I really didn't notice a cultural divide or anything like that. It was very much a unity and I'm very thankful for that. But again, like I said, in my neighborhood and like, Uh, some family and shit like that i definitely saw it you know around me
1: when i was in high school
0: completely different
1: (laughs) completely different we had your typical back in the day all the cliques the blacks the whites like oh my god so we the the white boys in school they was called the carharts and the they they were the Carhartts. <laughs> and they all wore Carhartt jackets. Uh uh-uh. uh. Womp, womp, okay. And then you had the black boys, they was hilltop. Cause they all lived we lived uh, in the heights in Twinsburg Heights, so that was Hilltop. Oh my god. Okay. Why? So you were a part of the Hilltop? We are we, we are in Twinsburg. Why do we have gangs? Okay. We we are next to Solon, Ohio. Okay, Macedonia, Ohio. And you wanna act like we are down on Huff. No. Have several seats, okay? Please, no. <laughs> it was horrible, but I mean, in school we definitely had racial divide. We definitely had a racial divide. I can say, like, starting when I was in like kindergarten and going, it like it you saw the separation. Like and, the older you got, but the older you got, it got more diverse, but the 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 the, the separation was more more prominent because you were just older. So now you just knew like what you were seeing where, Oh, you know what? That was like that when we was in, you did know, you feel, like in elementary.
0: Did you feel like you had to stay away from the white people? Like you had to stay with the black people. Were you a part of the divide?
1: No, I was in. I was writing.
0: I'm Bayesian. Bayesian. You was in the middle.
1: I was right in the middle. I was, you was trying
0: to blur the lines.
1: Period. Because at the end of the day, this, I look at it. Just because my skin is a different color, why do y'all have
0: privilege and
1: I do? not, honey, I should have just as much privilege as y'all, bitch. I'm from Twinsburg, bitch, just like you. So, <laughs> right? <laughs> that's how I look at it. So,
0: and so you view yourself that way.
1: Period. Nobody like, is superior nation. to me. Nobody is superior to me, and I'm not superior to nobody. Period. Say that. <clears throat> I got movie questions.
0: Okay, questions about you people. Yes, about you people, because that's why. I, because this was a really good movie, and I want to talk about it. I want to, before you even get started on your movie questions, I want right. to point out a fact that I realized, okay? Right. So, Nia Long is the mother of Lauren London in the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Nia Long, first of all, one of my very first girl crushes. I think she's one of the most beautiful women in the world. Oh, she's beautiful. She even,
1: she's still beautiful. She looks she exactly
0: like she was back in the day. Was made, She was in a movie back in the day. I don't even know what year it came out. I should have looked this up called Made in America. And it was about, uh, her mom was Whoopi Goldberg and Whoopi Goldberg went to the sperm bank and got sperm and got pregnant with her or whatever. And then, so she turns 18 and she wants to figure out who her dad is and come to find out it's a white man. And so she's like trying to build this relationship with her dad and Whoopi Goldberg is kind of like is against it and then ends up forming a relationship It was 1993, two years after I was born is when that movie came out. Yeah, so Ted Danson was the dad, and Whoopi Goldberg was the mom. And it was just, I really loved that that movie. I think
1: I've seen this.
0: It's a really good movie, and it's got Nia Long, Will Smith, Whoopi Goldberg, Jennifer Tilly. So it was a really good movie. So it it was kind of full circle for me for her to be the mom in this movie. You people. Yeah, I love that movie. It's one that stands out for my childhood. But anyway, back to your movie questions. What was your favorite part of the movie? My favorite part of the movie was probably when they started to make a bond without even consulting with any of their friends or anything like that. It kind of just happened for them. And then they told people about it. Uh-huh. It was just so natural and genuine. It was in like the beginning. They, they first date. talking yeah, about When they didn't even like, it wasn't even a thing like, oh, you're white. I'm black. You're Jewish. I'm Muslim. Yeah, Muslim, you know, it wasn't even a conversation. They were just, they fell in love with each other for who they were, and I feel like, obviously, that's the way it should be. So, my favorite part was definitely in the beginning, when they were, like, getting matching shoes and all that stuff, and they just, you know, like, they were, they. you could just tell that they were just loving each other for who they, their souls were.
1: Mm-hmm, for sure. My favorite part of the movie was when... Uh, Eddie Murphy and Jonah Hill was in the car, and he was like just giving him all dragging him, just super dragging him all the way to the point to where they went to the barber shop, to the point where when they went to the b ball court. Now when they went to the b ball court, and old boys started showing up. Mm-hmm. I was rooting for old boy. Okay, oh, he, he started killing it. He was like, "You got that? Oh, you got that? Like, you recording that now? Oh, yeah! Like that and part." Eddie
0: Murphy had to start respecting. Oh, that, this had boy to. Boy. That
1: was like that was my favorite part of that movie. That was so my favorite part.
0: You want to go again? Okay, I can go. Do you still think that society looks at interracial relationships as taboo?
1: Yep, I do. Because I mean, I mean, we we are a proven fact of that. Right. And I mean, you have a. It's in. It has its pros and it has its cons. Like, but because of us having our interracial situation, it like that was what drew people to us. Was our
0: interracial relationship?
1: Like for real, for real.
0: Like, I honestly feel like the fact that we were an interracial gay couple is yep. what made us go viral on TikTok. For people sure. were intrigued by it. They either loved it or hated it. Our comment section was filled with either the most positive shit or the most negative shit. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that I definitely agree that it is very taboo and even not just necessarily with us, but like in society, like when you see a black man with a white girl, I think it's frowned upon. Now, I can't see so like, so I do feel like it's different
1: when it is like, you know, a male to a female and female to a male. You don't think that's a double standard? No, when I when I say that, I say like I do feel like people look at it is looked at differently. It is. I do feel like it's looked at so differently. Like when you see a white boy with a black girl, it's like, oh my god, that is so cute. cute. Like, oh my goodness, right. right. But then when you see a white girl with a black dude, it's like, oh, that bitch got one of our dudes, got one of our good niggas. (laughs) It's like, bitch, you didn't get him when he was was single, bitch. So now you're mad because he likes the vanilla side, honey. Like maybe he doesn't like chocolate. He likes a vanilla ice cream. Why are you mad? You know what I'm saying? I don't like chocolate ice cream. I like vanilla ice cream. Sometimes I like a a a little butter pecan.
0: You think it's a preference? It's all it's definitely a preference. It's definitely a preference. Do you think that there's anything to do with like fetishizing races?
1: I do feel that there are people out there that like get with a person because of their color of their skin or the fact their that culture. they are uh a big or they are small or they are, you know, culture. Like I definitely feel like there are people
0: out here that do that, which is like unfortunate.
1: But yeah. Do you, you think that, world?
0: do you think that true love can be formed off of one of those types of situations? A no, fetishized situation? No. No. So it's always just sexual?
1: I feel that when it comes down to a fetish, I feel... Because like- I
0: mean, we're attracted <clears throat> to what we, we're attracted to, and it's kind of hard to draw the line between attractive and fetish. Why can't you? Because you're saying like size, you know, and all this stuff, it's like what if, you know, some people are just more attracted to people with bigger features
1: well just because they're but there's a difference between being attracted to somebody that just has you know bigger features and fetishizing
0: about a person with bigger features there's definitely a but difference. what's the difference is what i'm saying i
1: don't know because i don't have no
0: fetish i'm just saying like because it's just like um somebody saying i want a man like i want a, like a big beefy man or whatever mm-hmm. how is that different than somebody who goes after like basketball players, like the white girl that just goes after basketball players. And mm-hmm. they call they call her fetishizing the bla the basketball players. That's a tough one, huh?
1: It is a tough one because I'm gonna say I don't feel like that would be fetishizing to me. That would be her. She like it, hey, she's the go digger and she's
0: gonna get what she wants some go. And like the guys that specifically like trans girls and they call that fetishizing trans girls. I'm like, where is the line there though? What if they're just attracted to girls? You know that happen to be trans, and that's something that that's what like. they want. That's what they. Well, like. I mean, shit. In 2023,
1: I want to know. In 2023, I'm the
0: questions. I don't know the answers. In
1: 2023, I, I I feel that you know we're tracking everybody to what we're tracking to. like what they like. Period. Like, like yeah, no. I feel everybody like what they like, no matter what it is. But again, there is a line when it comes down to the whole fetish part. Okay. And just being attracted to somebody like I personally again, what we say this is all our opinion. This ain't no fact type shit. Right. We just talking about how we feel. And to me, like there's definitely a difference between a preference and fetishizing about
0: said situation. Period. It's just kind of a gray area right now, but
1: extra gray, like like my eyes.
0: All right. So, what are some things that you think other cultures will never relate with you to? With relate with you on as a black man? What are some things that you just think as a black man, other people will never be able to relate to you on? Um, Well, there
1: are, to me, I this is more so on the minority side instead of just being a colored thing. They, they will not have to worry about <clears throat> when the cop pull up behind me. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a whole totally different situation than when the cop pull up behind you. And I can say, I love the fact that my significant other normally is white because I want to have a white person <laughs> in the car with me when the police pull up, okay? Unfortunately, that is, like, real. <laughs> like, I I love that for me. Like, I got a white boy in the car. I'm a gooch.
0: <laughs> we good. See, and, I've, and I've even feared for you before. Like, when me and you first got together, <laughs> you know, so the very shit, first right? day that we met in person oh. was on May 30th, 2020, and it was the day. It was George during Ford. the Black Lives Matter... Ooh protests and it was the day that in columbus ohio they put a 10 p.m curfew out shut down and guess what we were meeting at a room downtown and i was trapped downtown and he was trapped not being able to get downtown because he got here at 10 p.m and he was like driving to a spot and got stopped by like he couldn't go any further and he got out and a cop came up to his car And I was so, I was freaking out for him because this is during the middle of the fucking Black Lives Matter protest. And this white cop is walking up to him and like, (laughs) you can't come this way. I'm like, oh my God, I freaked out for you.
1: You were so worried. I'm just like, I'm good. Like, and that's, and to me, again, that's the Twinsburg in me, period. Like, I wasn't worried. I was just like, I'm about to go walk up to this man as much as I don't want to walk up to this man. I'm going to walk up to this man and let him know, like, look here, I'm lost. I'm not from out here. I'm not from Columbus. I'm from Cleveland and my hotel is this way and you telling me I can't go this way so which way should I go?
0: Doesn't that sound like the start of a scary fucking <clears throat> movie,
1: though? And, I mean, the part that, now the part that made it so, so, like, it was, wasn't a, an attack on me at all, is when I see the man was giving the exact same funk to everybody that talked to him. So
0: he was Anybody
1: irritated. that ask him to go. I heard his
0: voice, and I'm like,
1: oh my God. Everybody got the same thing. If you need to go right, you need to make a left. Period. And that's why I was like, hey, well, I only got to make a left. And that's when it took 45 minutes for a seven-minute ride.
0: So I know you say like, that's the Twinsburg in you, and that's just how you are, and that's the way you carry yourself, but like, what are some examples of racism that you've experienced in your life?
1: i I've been called the N-word many a times on what account what do you mean on what account like
0: who called you the n-word and why um uh,
1: being downtown i've been called nigga or the er hard R. the hard R. you know what i'm saying um out shopping um out in solon i've been called the er before just for me being who i am and but see i don't give that word power like i really
0: don't like so, besides that, do you feel like you've ever experienced like racism? No, like I can give an example and that's,
1: you know like and this is the thing too, so and this is me that's being as transparent as as I can be the way I was raised my me experiencing racism, I didn't experience that. I didn't experience the whole color thing this that and the third, and then as I grow up. I can see where the color situation or the racism situation or anything were to take place. So
0: by the time you saw it, you were old enough. I was old
1: enough to, I was, I was, I was, I didn't realize that that was that until now. And I don't care.
0: So I just want to bring up a situation about like when I lived here Mm -hmm. and I went to the hospital here and i got treated like fucking royalty <laughs> i got treated like royalty I, and i was there for anxiety i was having a panic attack and i will never forget that experience cuz the lady actually said some shit that hit home for me and i'll never forget some of the shit she said i'm not going to get into it now but i got treated like royalty they gave me medication instantly i was like medicated see, that's so funny. drugged I remember up remember that and Until now. and then you know months later months later i don't even live here anymore you know, me and you were long distance best friends at this point, and you were sick as fuck. Sick as a dog. Mm-hmm. I had never seen you so sick. You don't get sick, and you don't ever talk about being sick. So the fact that you were and talking about it. you made
1: me it, go to the hospital. And
0: I made you go to the hospital. And you went to the same hospital, and they took you in, and they, you know, asked you all these questions or whatever, and they did absolutely nothing, nothing. for you. Not a goddamn. They sent you home.
1: Yeah. Gave me some
0: Tylenol to me. Tylenol. They gave me, like, Ativan, had me, like, my anxiety calm down, gave me pain medication, like, and, I mean, we both have the same insurance. That was, yeah, that was, yeah. So I just feel like that's an example that you don't even realize that I did, and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Because to me, it was just like, whatever, I'm ready to go. I was annoyed. I, like, I was it's just, whatever.
1: I don't got time, but at the, end of the uh, day- And you see,
0: you just have these blinders on you, and part of that, like, that's kind of like, Cute and like, I appreciate that about you. It's like this cute naiveness, and but at the same time, it is kind of scary because, like, what if you do <clears throat> run into a situation where you're like under a real racial attack and it's like you're not gonna react the way?
1: See, my thing is so because okay, with me being 36, the way I will go about a racist situation is definitely gonna be different now due to me knowing more so what to.
0: The dangers of it. What to
1: take apart as being considered racism, et cetera, et cetera. So I would definitely react different now. But at the same time, I feel like it's going to take a lot more to happen before I make a reaction. Right. Where where other people, they will just react right off the rip. Where I'm not going to react right off the rip. It's going to take a little bit more than calling me the ER for me to up and roar and want to go and get ya. Right. Like, you.
0: Right. You just, just don't give man. it that much power. Right. It's going to take a lot more than that. It's
1: going to take a lot more than that. Okay. <clears throat> that's
0: the best. Yeah, that's a good way to say
1: that. Okay. Um, okay. Now this one. Okay. I like this question. Is me. this
0: another movie question?
1: Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Do you feel that Jonah and Laura came correct to each other's parents in that movie? in the, in the in, At the end? The way that he talked to her dad and the way she talked to him,
0: Let me tell you something. Friend. I appreciated how the parents felt. I respected how the parents felt all throughout the movie. I did not respect the fact that they gave in to their parents in the end. And I don't think I could have. If it would have came down to that and we was at the wedding party and, you know, we both realized that our families just weren't going to work out, we would have eloped. I would have said, fuck all these people. This isn't about them. This is about us. If they can't get along, it's not about them. We would have eloped. So I don't, you know, mm, I don't know. I don't think that they handled it appropriately because they gave in. And, you know, I respect my mom. I respect her wishes. But if my mom didn't like somebody for the reasons that they didn't like their child's significant other, then I wouldn't respect it. Like if my mom acted the way that Jonah Hill's mom acted and made all these like black comments and made her feel like super like an object because she was black. I would stand up and I would say something and I would shut that shit down and it would have never became a problem. So everybody's different. They they've never been in that situation before. I've only ever been in an interrac- interracial relationship. That's <laughs> a hard one. Say it sometimes fast. Right now I can't.
1: I've
0: I've never been with a white boy. I've never dated a white boy at least,
1: and I've never dated a black boy.
0: Yeah, so neither one of us have. I I dated a white girl, though, for three years. But I feel like it's a little different.
1: I've dated plenty of black girls.
0: Right, so it's Plenty of black girls. But as far as, like, in our... In In my life. In our full... In 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 me. In my true self. In our true self as queer, I have only hmm. been in interracial relationships. Yeah. And it's just a coincidence. I swear, white boys do not like me. And look, I, like, it's proven fact, like, on Tinder, when I would swipe... I would swipe right on all kinds of different races, including sexy ass white boys. White boys would never swipe right on me, but every other fucking culture did. It's like white boys don't like me. I'm convinced, and well, the white boys that do like me, I don't like. So, I, you know, I'm sure I was swiped right by some white boys, but I didn't swipe right on them. Right. One of them situations. Right. It's a coincidence, though. It's not that I don't I don't want to date a white guy. I would totally date a white guy. I want to date a black. You know, and to their own. Is that a preference or a fetish? It's a
1: preference for me. <laughs> it's definitely a preference. I can say that when it comes down I like a contrast. Okay. I like a gang gang. Okay. okay. I will swirl swirl all the way down. So that means <laughs> you could be white, you can be light, just not cocoa crispy.
0: Okay.
1: Not like me. I am the only milk chocolate in this cookie. Okay?
0: And that's a preference.
1: Yes, that is a
0: preference. (laughs) What do you mean? That's a preference for me. Okay, so in the movie, I got a movie situation too. So when watching you people and you witness how the families created an unnecessary divide based off of tradition and religion, in what ways do you agree with that situation? And would you have handled some of those situations different? What are you talking about? Give me a uh, uh, give
1: me a what's name recap of what you're talking about in the
0: movie. So in the movie, how like the parents were creating like this weird, unnecessary awkwardness in like the when they went to the dinner and stuff like that. I mean the that, dinner and all that stuff. Like, but you know, some of it was very awkward. But like, do you respect some of it? Like, what stuff did you agree with? So,
1: <clears throat> a lot of the stuff that transpired. I feel like the way Laura Laura handled it, that's how I would handle it. I would I would just you know shut her, dust it off, dust it off, whatever. Like okay, yep, she just did see them this, that, and the third, but a person has their point, uh-huh. and and that's where honestly I respect where even though when they got to that part where they split up at the end, uh, you know before the end or whatever, the way she talked to hers to his mom. Yes, that's that would have been me. I would have been like, look here, we're going to have to sit down and have this conversation. I do feel the conversation just came too late. Because at 36 years old, going on 37, I'm going to put it all out there in the open. Like, look at this one's going to be boom, 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 boom. If you can't respect that, then, you know, love you, mom. But, you know, because again, like in our other podcasts, my family is not going to dictate how. I'll go about with my life and how I, who I'm going to be with. They are not the so all be all. Cause at the end of the day, if this person is who I love and this person I'm going to be with and my family don't like them because of some foolishness like that, oh girl, boy.
0: See, we're on the same page there. Like, like they're not. I'm not going to say like, I would cut my family off, but I would have to, we would have to agree to disagree on mm-hmm. some things that sure. I would have to live my life over here. And if mm-hmm. you didn't respect it, then, you know, I wouldn't be around. Yep. Period. <clears throat> now this to me is going to be a good one for you. Okay. Tell me how you feel about this.
1: Do you feel finding out now that in the movie, the kiss at the end was not real? Do you feel that that kind of goes against
0: what the movie was trying to say? So there is a lot of speculation around that. So apparently at the end of the movie where Jonah Hill and Lauren London go to kiss and there is an actual kiss in the movie, Mm -hmm. apparently it's fake and they stopped the audio right before they kissed and created an animated kiss for them like with AI and I don't know you could go so many different directions with that and of course people are going to take that and run with it mm-hmm. but I also think like what if they just didn't want to kiss like what if one of them is in a relationship and it was more of a respect thing and you know what I mean like, but I mean
1: as a, I'm an actress and an actor this is the role that you signed up for you kiss just like an actor or actress signed up for a lesbian role or a gay role this is what it's going to be. You're going to have to, you know, you're going to have to kiss a gay man or you're going to have to, you know,
0: whatever, whatever. Why, to me, I don't understand. What if the producers came to them and said, hey, we have this new AI technology and you guys actually don't have to kiss at the end if if you don't want to and they're like, okay, cool. Like, because it's an option. What if it isn't that deep? What if they just didn't kiss? I don't think that it necessarily has to do with-
1: I want to know.
0: I want to know, too. Maybe we should ask Jonah Hill. Yep. Hey, Jonah, if you come across, hit us up. We can't be friends, period. All right, so I have another question, and this one I feel like it could be a heavy hitter. So do you think it's important for, like, we as people to learn about different cultures through experience, and where do we draw the line there? Um,
1: I definitely feel like that's the only way you are going to um, learn is through experience, because, I mean... You not unless you are, you know, just gonna go out there and just gonna learn a new religion, just because you just like pick and choose, like, oh, look at the draw, I'm gonna try this one not out. Not even there. just religions though, but just like different
0: cultural things. Like it's
1: it's, it's gonna be, it will be, an, it's, it's only gonna be, it's only hairstyles. gonna be an experience for me. What about hairstyles? It's gonna be an experience for me. What about hairstyles? I'm a colorist. I do hair, so hairstyles—that's a part of my life.
0: Do you think that it's appropriate for people to experience other cultures with their hair?
1: Yeah. If a white girl want to have box braids, she can have box braids. You think so? Hell yeah.
0: Why not? I just wanted to know how you felt about and
1: it. All day long. If a white girl want to... My thing is, if a white girl want to get her brain snatched and have a whole facelift, baby, pay your money, get your braids, do your th- stuff. If you want to have them down to your ass, do your thing. But just know because you are a white girl that shit probably going to fall out. Real fast, like, and you are just gonna waste your money down the drain. That would be the first thing I would tell my white client: Is if girl, if you gonna get some braids, just so they gonna last about two days, and then you just gonna let the let it go. But I don't feel like a person should be uh ashamed or made to feel a certain type of way because she wants to wear box braids. Because guess what, a white girl wear a wig, a black girl wear a wig.
0: I just think that there's different comparisons. There's different reasons for it um, culturally just through history and the meaning behind the braids and things like that. And I will say I've not been as educated before, and I didn't know the difference or whatever. So, you know, I've always, when I learned how to do hair and I went to hair school, it was always with textured hair. So I did a lot of, like, textured hair. And, you know, I did do white girls' hair in box braids, and I thought it was cute. I did a really good job on them. But there was a lot of controversy behind it. And then I was educated on it. And I realized, and it just goes back to what I said earlier. If it offends somebody else, you just shouldn't do it. And that's where I stand on it now. Whereas, you know, I still, you know, I loved it when I did it. I'm going to stand on that. I'm not going to say like, oh, you know, I didn't do that. And I didn't love it because I did. But knowing what I know now and that it offends certain people, I'm like, I I get it. And I would never want to offend anybody. And so I'm not going to do that anymore for me. I'm also not going to judge a white girl that gets box braids done, but that's just me, you know, if, it, if she can pull it off. And I will say in my experience, some of them were my friends, and they experienced the same amount of fallout as anybody else. And if it's the right textured hair, it's, it's going to stick. And if it's not the right textured hair, it's not going to stick. And the girl's hairs that I did, it always stuck.
1: To
0: me, anybody that has a problem with a person's
1: hairstyle is just like having a problem with a person that got on tattoos, a person that got on earrings, a person that got uh, a weave, a wig. Like You cannot... Uh, that's that's annoying. That makes me an- annoyed to know that if a white girl want to have box braids, that you're going to be offended. No. I, mean, I don't do braids. If a white girl were to say Terrell, I want some box braids. Guess what? I'm gonna give some box
0: well I just don't think it's good to compare it to the wig situation because I feel like it's a hairstyle but black girls were conditioned to feel like they had to have white hair in order to be accepted because when they wore their natural hair it was frowned upon as if that they were ghetto or they were and now all the white girls nappy and how many
1: or, white girls okay guess what the white so girls. but now the, the white black, girls want to be the black girls.
0: No, I get what you're saying, and I respect your opinion all day. I'm that's just my saying, thing I just like, don't think it's comparable with the the braids and the wig situation because there are different reasons. It's for a it.
1: it's a, to me hair is hair. That's that's what that, that's where I draw the line. Ill, that's a cocka nasty. When white girls get dreads, is it's a, a cocka nasty? But if she wanna wear dreads, go right ahead. It's white boys that get dreads too. To me, when I think of dreads, black or white, honey, guess what? It's dirt. It's
0: cocka to me. See, you, nah. you got that stigma on dreads. I think that there are definitely clean locks. Nope. Now I'm the only to change the, only, the only, to
1: locks. the only yeah, locks yeah. that I were to be like cute is like sister locks because it's like a whole form of hair like a it's not when I think of a dreadlock I think about the little
0: dirty you're thinking about wit.
1: that's I, ooh I don't like that one now the ones that's all like really cute and like when, like on the uh, I love dreads you know I love dreads um, <laughs> the TV show I watch um tw- uh, sisters. Like she um, got sister she locks. Hers. She's got sister locks, and those is cute. Like Maxine from Living Single. Hers was a sister lock situation. Those is cute.
0: So you draw the line on certain ones, but that little ratty mess, no. I mean some some people's locks really get on my nerves, but I really like the well kept ones. I like I like I like yarn ones, the fake ones, the yarn
1: dreads. Those are, are those are those are those are cute. The yeah. ones that you can just take away. Mm-hmm. I like that's so. This is this, this why I draw. Man? This oh, why I draw the line. Okay, the ones that you can take out after so many um weeks,
0: I like the ones that stay in there for a long time. Ten years. I do not like them ones. Some of them it's a part of their lifestyle and their culture. That that's their that's their crown. I know that's great. It's a cock and to me. Anyway, <laughs> if that's
1: if you like it, I love it. But I mean, I. No, I don't. I don't like dreads. And then once then when I be watching it, the videos, i when they be washing dreads. Oh my goodness, that vinegar bath. thank you, it. And it be so. Oh my god! <laughs> it be your own people. I that swear. is. That be. You be ooh, hating. Ooh, that right there. I'm just like, it's see what? Right that is a cockiness. Well, you have to detox them. You gotta do something. Cause I'm like, ooh, how long have you been just with those dreads,
0: not washing them? A couple months, probably. Kaka. Well, they they rinse them, you know. You just don't do like a deep wash because yeah, that nope. messes with the structure of the lock.
1: Now, this to me, one thing about this movie, and like to me, was like just like a moment in the movie for me that is like, yes, this is confirmation for me. Do you feel? Did you see the dynamic of the podcast? Did it just give you more confirmation that this is what we're supposed to be doing, sir?
0: So yeah, in the movie, you know, Jonah Hill and his best friend are in a podcast. And this, we watched this movie after we had already been planning on our making our podcast and everything like that. And so when we saw that, it was kind, it was really cool. And it was a, you know, a black person and a white person, best friends. Mm -hmm. You know, um, the black girl is lesbian. You know, so there was a lot of uh, similarities there. You know, we were in like the same family as far as that stuff goes. So it was It was kind of refreshing to see. And it was also like, they're talking about a lot of the stuff that we want to talk about. We want to talk they about our di- the conversations.
1: Their dynamic reminded me of us so much. That's the way we bounce like, off yes, of each other. I, I love that. I'm just like, yeah, the energy that they brought, I'm just like, yeah.
0: And the fact that, that they can bring two different perspectives and uh-huh. have those controversial conversations. That's yep. what I really loved about it. And it, it was kind of like confirmation to me, like, oh my God, you know, this is, you know, people want to see this and on that note i think we're in the 37th hour and thank you guys for listening to this combo between Xis, t millie and plain shane like share and follow we can't be friends on all social media and of course make sure you listen to us on all your favorite podcast platforms that's a wrap